Today we are participating in the Lord's Supper and it is appropriate for us in that to connect this ritual of the Passover, this ritual to the ritual of the Passover feast and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is found in the book of Exodus chapters 11, 12, and 13. In studying the Passover uh, this week, I wrestled with what to share, and what I discovered is that, is that there are so many sermons that can be developed out of this uh, topic of the Passover. It might be something that we need to do a whole entire sermon series on one day. But in light of today being the day we are partaking of the Lord's Supper, in our communion service, I'm choosing to focus on the connection between the Passover, the Lord's Supper, and our spiritual amnesia that we seem to suffer. Uh, historian Claire Davis said, the Christian life is a combination of amnesia and deja vu, with us saying, I know that I have forgotten this before. In other words, the Christian journey is not like riding a bike. It is not like riding a bike. I honestly can't remember the last time that I went for a, a bike ride, that I got on a bike and, and went out and rode it somewhere around the countryside. I tend to like to run places rather than ride them. It might even be more than a couple years, but, but even though there is a great deal of time between the last time I rode a bike and the next time I may ride a bike again, I am absolutely positive that if there was a bike sitting here right now, that I could hop on it and I could ride it around and I wouldn't have to worry about balance, I wouldn't have to worry about how to brake or how to pedal, all those things would just come back to me. But it seems that Christianity is not that way. Philip Ryken wrote, as we follow Christ, we keep needing to learn the same lessons over and over because we keep forgetting them. And each time it happens, we suddenly remember that we have had to learn these very same lessons before. That seems to be the Christian journey, much different than riding a bike. A lot of us were taught correctly. We were taught correctly that, that we cannot save ourselves, that we are saved only through the faith in Jesus and acceptance of his death on our behalf. We also were taught what Jesus said himself, that apart from him, we can do nothing. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And we accept this. In our, in, our, in, our, in our embryonic stage of our Christian journey, we accept this. And we learn this and we understand this. But as we go in our, on our Christian walk, it seems that most of us develop some sort of amnesia. We forget this that it is through Christ and Christ alone that we are saved and, and we start trying to serve Jesus in our own strength. We start, start thinking that maybe it's, it's ourselves that delivered us from the wickedness of this world. We have this spiritual amnesia and we forget. We lose our balance and we fall. Then Jesus in his mercy comes along and reminds us once again that it's not by power nor by strength but by my spirit and we start depending upon God once again. We start to, to, we go back to that place where we, where we begin to rely upon God once again. We're like we're learning it all over for the first time. But then time goes along and we face another challenge, a new obstacle in our lives. And, and, and many of us at times then start trying to figure it all out on our own all over again, forgetting the lessons that we have previously learned. 
For any parent that has ever said, some of you may be able to relate to this, well, you should have listened to me the first time I told you. Anyone relate to that? Or, I've already answered your question three times. I'm not answering it again. If any of you can relate to that. There's some kids smiling, so I know that some of you parents, your kids can relate to this. Let us thank God that he is not like us. In fact, God knew how forgetful we are, and so he created things to help us remember. He created ceremonies and rituals to to help us remember. The Lord's Supper, by many, is seen as that thing which to avoid, or that is the day to, to skip church. It's okay if we miss it on that day. Wait, we've been to a communion once we've been to them all. But it is actually a gift of grace that God has given to us to address our spiritual amnesia. This also was one of the roles of the Passover. Deuteronomy chapter five and verse 15 said this, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. God wanted the children of Israel to remember that God had delivered them out of bondage, out of the bondage of Egypt. And how were they to remember that God had delivered them? How were they to be reminded that God had delivered them? God gave them a memory aid of the Passover feast. Three different times, God told Moses that he wanted Passover to become a permanent part of the Israel experience with God. He says, so this day shall be to you a memorial and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Exodus chapter 12 and verse 14. Therefore you shall observe this day throughout your generations as an everlasting ordinance. Chapter 12 and verse 17 of Exodus. And you shall observe this thing as an ordinance for you and your sons forever. Chapter 12 and verse 24 of Exodus. This is what what God, he didn't say just the Passover is just for this time and this moment, but it is to go on for your people as a reminder of what they have been delivered from. The first Passover, of course, was the 10th plague. It took time at the 10th plague. The children of Israel and the people there in Egypt were to slaughter a lamb, a pure lamb, and place the blood of this lamb over their doorpost. The blood reminded them that it was the shedding of blood that saved their lives during that last plague in Egypt. And as they did this year after year, they were to be reminded of this, that that through the shedding of blood, they were delivered. In every house where there was not the presence of the lamb's blood, there was death. And every time the people of God were participated in this ceremony, every time they participated in, in this ritual that took place year to year to year, They were to be reminded that God is their deliverer, that it wasn't their works, that it wasn't their strength, that it wasn't their might that brought them out of Egypt, but it was God's power, God's mercy, the blood of the pure and innocent lamb that covered them and led them out. You see, God knows that we tend to forget. We may not forget intellectually, but we forget in practice. And so God gave us this reminder But he also gave this reminder because he understands something else about us. Unfortunately, we tend to forget things and we forget to pass certain foundational truths on to the next generation. And God knew that this was a problem with Israel as well, that that, that they would become busy, that they would become uh, uh, distracted 
by the things of the world and that they would forget to pass on from one generation to the next what God had done for them. And so God wanted this to be an ordinance, not just for the people living in Egypt at the time, but they would be passed on to the children in the next generation. Many of us probably go through the Lord's Supper and our kids sit there and they have no idea what's going on and what's taking place. Or the significance or the depth or the magnitude of this moment. God has called us to to teach these things to the next generation. In Exodus chapter 12, verses 26 and 27, and it shall be when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? That you shall say, it is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and delivered our household. As the children ask, what does this mean? What is this about? Remind them that they are delivered by Jesus. That it's Jesus' grace that saves them. And when the people participated in this service, something significant was to happen. There was supposed to be some sort of response. As, as they forget and then they're reminded again, there was, there was a response. The Bible tells us, and the people bowed their heads and worshiped. The service is a reminder. That service was a reminder. They were delivered. In time, they forget. Passover comes as a reminder of their deliverance. They participate. They remember. They are to be led back to worshiping God again. Time goes by. They forget again. Passover comes. It reminds them of their deliverance, their need to be dependent upon God. They participate. They remember. They are led back to worshiping God again. God doesn't say, well, I showed you once and you forgot, so I'm never going to show you again. No, God, year after year, would give them this reminder. It's a testimony of his patience and his grace. That's what this service is. It's a testimony, not only of what God has done for us, but of his patience and his grace. He doesn't say, you forgot already? Forget you, you're out. No, let me remind you again and again. God also at this time instituted the feast of unleavened bread in connection with Passover. And in this feast, God told the children of Israel to not eat anything with yeast in it for seven days. The reason for this is that yeast, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 through 8, represents sin. So in this yearly ritual, the Israelites were reminded that not only had they, were they delivered from their sins, but they were indeed cleansed from their sins. Not only were they delivered from Egypt, but they were indeed cleansed from Egypt as well. As one writer penned it, God wanted to do something more than get his people out of Egypt. He wanted to get Egypt out of his people as well. As the people of Israel participated in the feast of Passover and unleavened bread, it was to symbolize this, this fresh start, this new beginning for them. Exodus chapter 12, verse 2 states this, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. In other words, this season is to mark a new spiritual beginning for you. Much like we have the practice here in the Western world of, of of celebrating the new year and making all these resolutions and these commitments. There is this new beginning. Just as we saw Ethan get baptized just a few minutes ago, we talk about that as the new birth, a symbol of his, of his commitment. It's a new beginning. That's what Passover was, an opportunity to begin anew each year. The Christian walk is not like riding a bike. We forget how to balance. We forget how to pedal. We forget how to brake. And we need some reminding. 
This was Passover for the Jews, and this is the Lord's Supper for us. In Matthew chapter 26, verses 17, 18, and 19, the Bible tells us, and this connects the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread with the Lord's Supper. Now on the first day of the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying to him, where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is at hand. I will keep Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and they prepared for the Passover. Now if we jump down to verse 26, the Bible tells us, and as they were eating the Passover meal, Jesus took the bread, the unleavened bread. He blessed it and he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them and saying, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remissions of sins. This moment, God was was taking now the Passover and connecting it to his sacrifice. But he was also extending now the Lord's Supper onto a new and future generations. This moment wasn't exclusive for just the 12 disciples that were in that room at that time. Just as Passover wasn't exclusive for the Israelites that were in Egypt during that 10th plague, it was to go on for generations. So the Lord's Supper was to be a reminder throughout generations of what Jesus would do for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26 reminds us of this. The Bible tells us that, that, that Jesus told us to, take, to eat the bread and drink the cup in remembrance of him. And how long are we to remember what Jesus has done for us? Verse 26 of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death, and then here it is, till he comes. Till Jesus returns. That's how long we are to participate in this. This is not some ceremony that we say, well, we've done it once, we don't need to do it again. No, it's to to remind us time and time again because we have spiritual amnesia. We say, I know that Jesus saved me. I know that only he can work things out in my life. I know that only he can cleanse me from sin. I know that he can only, he's the only one that can help me overcome. And yet then we go along and somewhere along the way we forget that it's only through Jesus. And we try to take control. And so Jesus says, until I come, you need to be reminded again and again that I am the only way, that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus instituted a meal where we drink the juice to help us get over our spiritual amnesia, where we eat the bread to help us get over our spiritual amnesia. He also did something else in that ceremony. He reminds us He reminds us that we are also to serve just as he served. The final act that Jesus did in the Lord's Supper that many have forgotten about. In fact, most churches, most denominations have forgotten about this part, even though this is also a part that he tells us to remember and to do likewise. John chapter 13, verses three through five. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel with which he was girded. What was the purpose of this action? It wasn't simply to clean feet. It wasn't simply to make them feel better or feel valued, although I'm sure they did feel 
valued in that moment and humbled in that moment. But there was, a, there was a purpose in this action that went beyond just that moment. He was setting an example for not only what they should do in their life, but, but in how they should practice the Lord's Supper so that they would again be reminded of how they are to follow Jesus. Jumping down to verse 12 in John chapter 13. So when Jesus had washed their feet and had taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Another reminder of what Jesus wants to do in our lives. So why the Lord's Supper? Because the Christian life is not like riding a bike. We forget. We forget. We tend to experience spiritual amnesia. Maybe not always cognitively, but but in practice, in what's going on in our hearts. So in grace, Jesus gave us foot washing to give us a memory aid of how his life was an act of service on our behalf. In grace, he gave us the juice as an antidote for our, our spiritual amnesia to lead us away from salvation by works to salvation through the blood of Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. He gave us the unleavened bread to teach us again that, that, that Jesus not only forgives us from sin, but he wants to cleanse us from sin as well. So today, what we are participating in is this beautiful and gracious and gift of patience that God has given to us to help us overcome the spiritual amnesia that exists in each one of our hearts. And we want to invite you to be a part of that today, to remember, to remember what Jesus has done for you in serving you, to remember what Jesus has done for each and every one of us in dying on the cross and being broken and shedding his blood for us. Today we want to remember that the bike of the Christian life is not able to be ridden without Jesus Christ. And through him and him alone, through him and him alone, Will we make it to the promised land? Let us pray. Jesus, we thank you so much for this gift that you have given to us. And now as we break to wash one another's feet, Lord, I pray that our hearts and our minds will be drawn back to remembering what you have done for us, what you call us to remember. Lord, as we partake of the juice and the bread in just a few moments, that we'll be reminded once again that it is through you and you alone, Jesus, that we are saved. It's not by works so that no one can boast, but only through your power, Jesus. I thank you for the gift of the Lord's Supper to remind us to come back and to worship you with all our hearts, all our souls, and all our minds. In your name we pray. Amen.